Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things in the world of Nintendo and Fortnite. Let's be honest. I'm James. And I'm Christina. How's it going, Christina? Pretty good. Busy, busy week. Glad. Yeah. Got to take some time tonight and relax before the next week starts up again. But <laughs> no, we record and some of our listeners probably know we record on Sunday. So it's sort of like we finish this podcast like this sort of is the end of the weekend. And then you're like, oh, got to go back into the week. Yeah, but I'm happy this week is over with. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no Michael. So we're still missing Michael. Yep. What, what's the situation? Where, where, where did our little Michael go? I believe he's in Kansas. And then I believe he's going to Florida in the middle of when hurricane season is starting. So <laughs> he's going to be having some fun, but we're going to miss him. Yeah, so he won't yeah. be with us for the next few weeks, but we do have a special treat that I don't want to ruin, Christina, because surprise, it is, surprise. It is a big surprise for all of our listeners. Let's just say that. Um, so well, let's just get right into it. There was a really big investor, um, Nintendo investor report that came out this last week or so. You know, Nintendo does this or a publicly traded company. So we get all sorts of goody information when Nintendo does these events and they update their website uh, too to give us all the stats on hardware numbers, software numbers, and we just kind of get to see how the Switch is doing. Uh, now, Nintendo does sort of release some information here or there throughout the week when they hit certain milestones, but if they're just selling more Switches, they're like, all right, whatever. But it's official. You know, Nintendo um, Switch has officially obviously surpassed the Nintendo 64, and now it has hit 36.87 million hardware um, units sold, which is pretty spectacular. And it's actually on pace to surpass the SNES, which had 49 million units sold. Additionally, uh, it has sold 210 million software units, uh, which is really nice. Now, that isn't quite as much as the Nintendo 64. However, as we all know, the Nintendo 64 had had a longer life by then. So usually, you know, people are buying more games as the system comes out. So it is nice to see that, you know, with 210, that's more than the GameCube. That's twice as much as the Wii U software that it sold. And the Switch has only been out for a few years. So super duper impressive uh, numbers. Now, that is against the home consoles. When it comes to handheld, we know that that is where Nintendo literally prints money and that's why i think the switch Lite is going to be a huge deal which by the way christina i pre-ordered two. Oh boy <laughs> why why christina i don't know why would i do that i know I we know. talked about it and you said you didn't think you were gonna get one so but at the same time i'm not surprised because you love nintendo so much <laughs> they were there and i was like yeah limited edition pokemon one i'm in yellow I'm in. I'm stupid i'm stupid i'm, I'm ridiculous i'm ridiculous i mean if you are gonna get one at least you got the cool one like the Pokemon yeah. one, limited edition. There's more of a reason to get that one than just a Switch Lite. Like if you're going to get one, go all in. And I know what will happen this Christmas is that mm -hmm. people in my family, they're going to try to get one for their kids. I'm going to say, oh, Uncle Jimmy, like, you know, we know you're the N Nintendo person. You got a <laughs> Switch. I'm like, all right, I got some Switches around. Like someone's going to need one and Uncle Jimmy will swoop in and be the hero. But what will be interesting is I wonder if they're going to report the Switch Lite in the handheld category up against the 3DS, the Nintendo DS uh, in general. Like, I'm kind of curious how that is because we all know the Nintendo DS was the most sold handheld ever from Nintendo, 154 
million units, which is ridiculous, followed by Game Boy and Game Boy Color at 120, Game Boy Advance at 81, and the Nintendo 3DS, which has now hit 75 million, which is very impressive in general. But how do you think they're going to report on that? Do you think they're just going to bundle it together? That's interesting. I'm not sure. I think, hmm, I bet you they're going to do a separate. So they're going to say the light as, is a separate number. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It'll be interesting to see, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they'll report that, but it is impressive that the Nintendo Switch being only out for two years is just about halfway to the Nintendo 3DS in hardware sales. Yeah, So it's not it. too bad, yeah. But by Christmas, I bet you, if they do bundle the, the Switch Lite with that, I don't see them having an issue passing the 3DS by like the first quarter next year. Oh, yeah. Or and w- if you within look- the first quarter next year, yeah. Yeah, when you look at the charts of the hardware being sold, like on their mm-hmm. website, they put sort of the yearly, it's only just going up, right? Year over year, the amount of hardware that's being sold is is creeping up even mm-hmm. more, which is very impressive to see. Yeah, and it's also interesting because looking at the software sales, so you can, on, on the website, you can compare the Nintendo Switch, the Wii U software sales, Nintendo 3DS, amongst all consoles, including the Wii and Nintendo DS, the number almost number one selling game across all those is Mario Kart. So Mario Kart Deluxe 8 for Nintendo Switch is right at the top at 17.89 million pieces sold. Wii U is at Mario Kart 8, 8.44 million pieces sold. Uh, Nintendo 3DS is Mario Kart 7. You know, it's just, it's really interesting to see Mario Kart being the top for almost all of the handheld consoles. (laughs) Yeah, it's really crazy. In fact, you know, if you look at these numbers, Wii U, Mario Kart, uh, 8.4 million, that's more than 60% of people own that game. You know what I mean? (laughs) That is bonkers. And you look at Switch, that is more than 50% too. It's about 50% of people, 48% and rough estimate in my head, of people Mm -hmm. own Mario Kart 8. And one more person this week now owns Mario Kart 8, but no spoiler alerts. We'll wait until the end. (laughs) So despite the increased sales of the Switch, uh, Nintendo's year-on-year profits have almost halved. So they did have an increase in sales and a 2.4 increase in revenue. But the profit, the first quarter profit in this uh, for this year compared to last year, has taken a 45.7% dive. So just to give you an idea on how many units were sold on the Switch console, um, this three month, the first three month quarter sold 2.13 million units. Last year, they sold 1.88 million units. So that's crazy to me that their profits have almost halved compared to last year since they've sold almost double last year. Um, So Nintendo's Consolidated Financial Highlights Report says that this is due to foreign exchange losses of 12 billion yen and other factors. So it seems mostly to be due to exchange rates and things they don't really have control of. Yeah, that's sad. If you are a US-based company and your main currency that you're exchanging is Mm -hmm. US-based, USD, and if the dollar is strong, then you make more money, obviously, if the dollar is strong, where in Japan, the yen has sort of fluctuated. And we've seen this in the past. I followed the um, charts and Nintendo reports that have come out and when the mm-hmm. yen is very weak, that just means you're literally you're not making as much money because the yen is weak. So your exchange rates and everything like that lead to losses. So it is good to see 
you know, positive gain on, on hardware. They just need to sell more. That's all they got to do, Christina, sell more. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine it from their point of view, like investors seeing those numbers almost half, like how disheartening that has to be. But it's like outside of the company's control. So it's like, well, not our fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am interested to see like what investors do. Now, if I look at the one month of Nintendo, it has mm-hmm. not fluctuated at all. It's sitting around, at least Nintendo in the, on the on the S&P uh, is sitting at $46. In the last three months, it's up 10%. Last year, up 8%. So it's been pretty solid, steady, I would say. Uh, and, and on these, I would say I did track this last week when this was happening. And they did go up. Um, so even though there was some negative news here, the the at least Nintendo stock ticker did go up. So that's positive. That's good. All right. Mm. Well, in other non-financial fiscal report news, um, we had talked about how Super Nintendo World, the Universal slash Nintendo collaboration, was heading to Japan. Uh, we all know that they're attempting to open in 2020 to uh, go uh, alongside the Tokyo Olympics that are happening over there in Japan, which would be awesome. And we've sort of seen some leaks here and there. There's been some promotional videos. We haven't seen too much details here and there. However, we are now finally getting official reports that, as speculated, Super Nintendo World will be an integral part of the Universal Orlando theme park uh, opening up first. Now, there wasn't a lot of information here. uh, just that, you know, it, we knew it was eventually going to come stateside. We didn't know which Universal theme park. We all kind of knew that it was going to head there. <laughs> but we all know that eventually they would love to head out to Hollywood, uh, California and Singapore. Uh, so we'll see as it goes. And we'll keep reporting on it because I cannot wait for it to happen. Uh, but slowly but surely, uh, we're going to get more and more information. And I super duper duper want uh, it to happen now. So let's make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it was someone on the inside. They just said it was an informant that shared this news. So I don't know how true it is, but it seemed pretty true when I was reading about it. I'm not sure. Seems legit to me, Christina. I'm in. Just take <laughs> take my money. I will buy a ticket day one. I, I don't will know. The, be there. <laughs> it's hard, right? Because I literally didn't. I mean, I had a friend that just literally went to um star wars world over in orlando Me too. super jealous Me too. just this past week she went and she was sharing pictures of it and oh. when i saw her today she was like oh, i could go on for hours about how great it was and you're like don't <laughs> stop it <laughs> no i said well uh, start now <laughs> i want to hear all about it <laughs> yeah I, I go back and forth i'm like i don't i want to know but then i don't want to know and then my buddy alex who was there i go buy me something just pick you know you know me just Buy me something. Just something. Just, yeah. Something because yeah. You know, you know, whatever they have now is not what they're going to have by the time we get to go. Do they switch it out that much? I, I'm imagining like these are probably, you know, I don't even think the, the whole part of it is open yet. So these are like really early individuals going to the Star Wars world and mm. Galaxy's Edge, I should call it. And yeah. in my assumption, and I, and I can't be sure, is that, you know, products change over time, just, you know, things that'll be there if, if it's exclusive. It's like, yeah, just, you know, Hook me up, bro. Just give me something. So we'll see if he brings me <laughs> anything back. But he did literally take a photo right in front of the Millennium Falcon. I was like, Argh. but I, I, I know. Oh, man. So maybe when Super Martin Nintendo World opens, I'll do a twofer, which is like we're taking off two months or two weeks. You have <laughs> one one whole week at you know Disney is going to be so expensive. And then one whole week over there. I wish it was in California, though, to be honest with you. 
because going to Disneyland is much more manageable than going to Disney World. It's just smaller, and I like that. Well, and it's West Coast, so it's cheaper for you to get to, right? This is a true fact. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. For me, because I haven't been to any of the theme parks or anything, so if I were to go, I would want to go to Florida. I'd want the whole like Disney and... Um, uh, oh my gosh. Or Universal, thank you. The whole experience. <laughs> you you just want to go to Harry Potter World, let's just be honest. No, not even that. I just want to go to Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a couple of friends that are huge Disney heads and they always talk about it and I've never been. And I'm like, hmm. ah. But. I went to I did a Disneyland a few times. Disney World, uh, it's very large and you, you, they're not connected. So you have to transport mm-hmm. around. You have mm-hmm. to go to like a whole one. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I went as a kid and then I went again and it was okay, but I kind of went as like a work thing. So it wasn't kind of on my own, like with someone that I was really, you know, wanted to be there with. So I'd love to go back, you know, and, and, and that's a, it's a hard, hard thing. It's expensive. So. Well, now with Star Wars coming down there. I'm away. That's a good reason to go. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I'm away. I'm away because it's going to open in California eventually. Let's go to that one. So. Well, there is one thing you don't need to wait too long for. What's that? And that is great opportunities for Switch Online subscribers. <laughs> that's me. That sounds like me. I have that. Is that you? Great. That's me. Is that you? <laughs> that's good news for you. Yeah, huh. that's me too. It's us. We did it. <laughs> yes. So a couple, a couple things that Nintendo announced this past week for people that specifically have Switch Online, um, that are members of Switch Online. So there's going to be a free Smash Brothers Ultimate Spirit Board Challenge Pack available to just online subscribers. So alongside the release of Hero and version 4.0.0 Smash Brothers Ultimate, Nintendo released another downloadable pack of goodies on the uh, Switch eShop. So if you're a Switch Online member, you'll be able to download a Spirit Board Challenge Pack for free. It includes a 15... you play Smash Brothers. Maybe you should say what it includes because I'll probably say it wrong. <laughs> it's 1500 SP, a shuffle all times 10, all primary time 10, and all supports times 10. I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> but it's free. I, I didn't. I haven't really played any of the, the challenge or the spirit things at all, to be honest with you. So oh, okay. I'm going to go install this now. I need to go find my cartridge. And yes, I have the cartridge. And go update it and, and give a give an update because I do like free things. That seems cool. More free things. That's what they need. To I do, mean, to right? be crazy not to. You're already paying for your to be a subscriber. Yeah, you might as well get free stuff. So I thought this was great that they're starting to announce free things. Another cool thing is there's something they're starting called the great game trials. What's that? So they revealed a uh, game trial game trials. So it's essentially a seven day trial period for online subscribers to play games Mm. it seems like for now they're only starting it out with mario tennis aces so if you have a full subscription or a seven-day trial membership for switch online you'll be it'll be available to play from august 7th to august 13th and the game's also going to be 33 percent off during that time so if you do buy it all your progress that you played during the game trial will be transferred transferred over to the full game which is great um, and it was also originally just announced for European territories, but since then they've expanded it to North America. Very cool. So I think this is very cool that they're doing this, and I really hope they implement it more. And the fact that they branded it as this game trials thing, 
definitely makes me feel like they're going to do this for other games because otherwise why make it why name it something right yeah oh yeah i could i could see that for sure and i mean this makes a lot of sense they did before the games came out they were doing um the whatchamacallit like the trial weekends or whatever you could do it for arms for mario tennis and a few other ones you could download i would love to see this i would love mario party i think that would be fun um let's go pokemon i guess there's a demo for that but i would love to play it for seven days get into it yeah only because the demo sucks for that game i does it it's bad (laughs) it really does i played it and i was just like this this isn't this is nothing you just walk around in this one path area collecting pokemon that you can't really do much of anything with Mm. this is nice yeah the demo sucks (laughs) yeah i'm curious if it if it's just going to be the whole game like it'd be fun for you. I own Mario Tennis. So it'd be fun if you download mm-hmm. it during this time and then you try it. And like, I wonder if you just beat it. You know, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's some logistics here, which is like, hey, these people, this game has been out for so long. They're not going to buy it. So maybe if we let them try it out for a few days at their at their leisure, then they'll just buy it. They'll yeah. buy it. 33% off mm-hmm. buy it now upcharge. Like great idea. I'm in. Mm hmm. I mean, it's it's smart for them to do. When I was reading about it, they didn't say there would be any kind of cap in the game or anything like that. Um, mm. But I guess we'll find out when it happens because I'm sure they'll have to put something because otherwise people, like you said, could probably win the game in seven in like the six days it's out. But yeah. So maybe there is a cap, but you're going to have maybe. to report back because I already own it. So this is all on you, Christina. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I have one little update before we get on uh, to the some some exciting news. I was watching uh, the Digital Foundry. They do all these breakdowns of the Wolfenstein games. We had talked about that before. They did a breakdown of the new Doom trilogy that we talked about last week that was released, and they were comparing it to older ports and other ports of it. Doom one, Doom two, and of course Doom three. And what's great here is that they compare the graphics against all the different consoles. Uh, Nintendo Switch docked and undocked, and they also compare it against um, just the original releases from back in the day. So some uh, interesting updates here. I'll give you the breakdown. I'll link to the full video. It is about 20 minutes. So I'll give you the quick highlights. Doom 1 and 2, Doom 1 and 2, the, those old school, you know, the classics, Christina. Doom 1993. <laughs> Doom 1993, yes. And Doom, and Doom 2, <laughs> 19- whenever. Uh, yeah. some year those <laughs> are they run they run and look exactly the same 100 percent across um, all consoles xbox switch whatever 100 percent. no frame weight changes no graphics changes everything's 100 percent as expected some quirks though is that this game in the port they decided i did not know about this they decided to go with a um an accurate an accurate in quote frame rate port. So hmm. the original game ran on CRTs, which had a refresh rate of 70 Hertz. Okay. Yeah. Video game systems do not output 70 Hertz. They put up 60 frames per second, like six, you know, not 70, but 60. So they are running this at 35 frames per second. Now that causes some issues because it's a weird number in which it's running. So you get some hiccups and oddities every once in a while where they should be running it either at, at, at at 30 or 60 and do some craziness in there. This is a a common thing. They said that a lot of times like the ports have these issues. They also changed the 
resolution aspect ratio. So it's a 16 by nine instead of a, not four by three, but something else. So everything kind of gets stretched out a little bit. Again, a common problem that is mentioned and seen time and time again, which is kind of a bummer. You know what I mean? They could have gotten it. Yeah. Perfect. I don't mind the frame rate that much, but that frame rate also impacts the music. So it actually makes the music a little bit slower for some reason because of the interpolation it has to do. So the video is great. It does sound clips side by side and it's definitely different. Huh? Yeah. And that's, that's just for three doom, doom three, doom one and two. Oh, okay. But did they mention anything about doom three having issues or so doom three is great Uh um, in many regards because uh, this game looks for all intents and purposes, identical between um, Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Um, there is these, and, and like PlayStation and Xbox will run butter smooth, 60 frames per second. Amazing. Now, okay. the Switch mostly runs at 60 frames per second, but does dip down into the 50s from time to time, more in undocked mode than in docked mode, but it does output at a crystal clear 1080p. So uh, panic button did this port is from what I'm under told from this video. So it should be very, very good. The only downside is that there is the ability to turn on like enhanced graphics, like enhanced shadows and lighting and flashlight. And on Xbox and PlayStation unaffects the gameplay 100% butter smooth. And on the switch, it definitely dips it down lower into the frame rates. Now you have to turn you have to turn on those so that you have to opt in. So most likely I'd play without okay. it. But in general, they said it's a very good port. Uh, and yeah, the, the game itself, besides that, the port is pretty, pretty perfect. So for ten dollars, I might end up picking up that one because I've never I don't think I've played it at all. Um, so I do like that. They also confirmed that on Doom 3, you can the Bethesda.net thing pops up, but you can ignore it right away. So you don't have to log in at all. You can just ignore it compared to the other one, which does have those quirks here and there. So my pick up Doom 3, 10 bucks. I think I'm into it. Just want to give a quick update there. Sure. Um, you mentioning Doc versus Undock 2 made me think of Youngblood because, um, or Wolfenstein Youngblood. So we played that and we talked about it last week. But since then, you shared a video with me that showed um, the difference between docked versus undocked. And when we played, I played it handheld. And um, since then, I got a new controller. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which I'll talk a little bit more about when we when we talk about what we played this, this past week. But I got a controller and I really want to play a docked because the, the way it looks is such a difference. Like it looks so much better docked from what I could see in the review. Um, now, when we played together, did you play it docked or handheld? I played it docked. So I was seeing okay. imp- definitely the improved graphics and frame rate okay. um, in general. And that's, I believe, is pretty similar compared to the other panic button games because they have to scale down. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my fears about the Nintendo Switch Lite, to be honest with you. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah it makes sense that. Hmm. Now, all right. They could. For the Nintendo Switch Lite, they could, because it has the enhanced battery and things like that, they could say, hey, we're going to turn up, turn up the juice, right? Because they can they can do that in software. Nintendo has done that before on certain games where they whitelist games and they will make it so it gets a little bit more of a CPU boost. I guess we'll have to wait and see 
because you're not getting the new switch, right? No, I've the, pre- I've... the the improved one, right? No, I'm not getting the improved switch. You're but just I am... getting the light. Just a light, two of them for some reason. I don't, I don't, why don't I? Don't, I'm right. so stupid. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, but all right, well, let's <laughs> let's move on because we do have a special field report from our man in the field, Michael Revelle, <laughs> coming in with the Fortnite Loot Lava Survivor Update. Hi, everybody, and I'm so happy to be coming to you live on location with a bunch of big Fortnite news. As many of you know, Season 10 has just begun, and with it, so, so many changes. As you can hear, I'm in the thick of it here. So I am gonna just go through some of the biggest of the changes. One of those being new Battle Pass missions. The whole way the Battle Pass and the missions uh, are listed is totally different than it's ever been before. With that, there's also timed missions. So for example, the current Brute Challenge is this week only. After that, it's gone. You don't have a chance to go back and get those. Those were sort of like the daily missions would still exist or the uh, some of the more obscure missions that would pop up. But in the past, you were always able to go back and tackle those missions. Now, you literally have a week. If you miss it, you do not get the chance to go back. The trouble is with those missions is they also released daily. So what you're getting is a week of missions, seven, let's say, one each day so on the very last day you have one day to complete that so if you have school or a job it can be difficult and fans are already upset about it uh and and beyond that there's so many different things you open up the screen and there's road trip missions which are part of the battle pass there's the brew missions there's just everything they did about the challenges and the the missions that are are included is different and i will say it is a little confusing at first so that's going to take some time to get back into it as i mentioned brew brew is more than just the challenges it is actually a mech that drops from the sky onto the battlefield it is a two person mech one person controls the movement the other person controls the shooting i should say and this thing is unstoppable people are flipping out after just a day they cannot kill it it just is a tank and it's running through people it seems fun i'm not going to lie it was fun i jumped into it a couple of times but for uh, apparently the hardcore fortnite players this is unnecessary and they are miserable no surprise there also we have rift zone so the entire thing about season 10 is essentially old is new again and it's coming back in a different way so now you have spots on the map that have rift zones and something from the past pops up and now the map is different but in a new way and it's crazy you're seeing old spots such as dusty divot is no longer dusty divot It's back to Dusty Depot, and there's a giant meteor over it that yet is to hit. It still hasn't happened. So as you can see, the the map could be changing throughout the entire season. You're not just going to have a map and that is it. This thing could be changing over and over and over again. And I think that's kind of exciting. I'm sure people are on the fence about it, but I've loved what I've seen so far. I really like seeing these uh, old locations come back again and get into play them again. And it's just, there's a sense of nostalgia. I mean, this is 10th season. So it's kind of exciting to, to be a part of that history and seeing what was there all along. 
characters, skins are back again and they're in a different warped sort of odd way. If you remember from a few seasons ago, there was one of the costumes, I can't think of the name, but the guy was like a cat, had a cat mask and there was like fire sparkling around him. Now there's that same sort of costume, but it's the female version of it. So you can see that they're, they're just taking what was there and kind of shifting it and warping it. And I think that's really, really a lot of fun and very, very exciting. As it always happens, things get vaulted. We all know this. We know this happens all the time. And the things that got vaulted this time are the baller, the quad crasher, flint knock pistol, semi-auto sniper, tactical assault rifle, mounted turret, airstrike, and itemized glider redeploy, which is a bummer because I usually use that glider all the time if I can find it. So I'm, un I'm unhappy about that. But for the team rumbles, It'll still be there. You'll still be able to use it. So that's some of the big changes. I hope everybody's looking forward to season 10. If you're still playing and, you know, shoot us a message. Let us know what you think. So far, what I've seen, it's fun. I've I've enjoyed it. I liked the big epic battle between the robot and the and the the monster and how that led up to this. I like seeing the map changing. I like that it's constantly something new and exciting and different. So for me, I'm for it. I know people are hard against change. They just don't like seeing it, but... I'm excited. I cannot wait to see what the rest of the season brings, and I'm all for it. All right, I'm out of here. Thank you, Michael, so much for that intense Fortnite Loot Llama supply drop update. Wow. I love that Michael is out on the field and still takes time to give that field service update. Christina, that was great. He just gives the people what they want. Such a giver. He is, <laughs> Michael. He is a giver. Well, let's break it down, Christina. What you got for us for the best sellers of the week? Yeah, top 10 bestsellers of the week. First is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Second, Doom 1993 coming all the way up to the top. Third is Marvel Alliance 3, The Black Order. Fourth is Minecraft. Fifth is Doom 3. Sixth is Doom 2. Seventh, Super Mario Maker 2. Eight, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Ninth is 911 Operator. That's That game is still hanging in there in ninth place. <laughs> and then 10th is Membrane. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Good to see Fire Emblem up there. Marvel. Doom. People love the Doom. Yeah. I cannot believe it. People I guess so. Love yeah. It. They love it. Like Doom all day. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, no, no other top in the top 30 titles. Huh? That's it. Just Doom all nope. day. Yeah. Just new. Yep. Just Doom. <laughs> well, let's see if the new releases this week will break into the charts. Let me break it down for you because we got some not too many. We got not too many releases. I was presently pleasantly surprised presently and pleasantly surprised. <laughs> oh, if I could only speak, that's a hard part of doing a podcast. On August, you did, you did good. <laughs> thank you. I try my best. On August sixth, sixth, we have Epic Clicker Journey. That is the name of a game. Yes, it is. Five dollars. That's where you click, click, click. No, it's not where you do. But anyways, you're on a journey and you click, <laughs> and it, and it's epic. So uh, you have Shadows Two Perfidia for eight dollars. The massively multi-online player MMORPG role-playing game. M massively multi-online role-playing game MMORPG. DC Universe Online sneaks up out of nowhere completely for free. I'll talk about a little bit more in detail here in a bit. Um, on August 7th, The Forbidden Arts for $15. Damsel for $17. On the 8th, Pillars of Eternity. Complete edition. $50. Oh! Edo Towns for 12, Dolings Invasion for 10, 
The Pyroplex. What are, who are naming these games? $12. Um, Word Sweeper, $8. Sup, or Subdivision Infinity DX, $15. Excited for that one. Sudoku Universe. If you, you need a whole universe of Sudoku, they got it for you for $7. Picks the Cat for 10 Then on August 9th, we have Hashtag Raise Die Run and Tylamaria Complete Edition for $15. Uh, the sequel to Turok, Turok 2, Seeds of Equal, Seeds of Evil, Seeds of the Sequel, <laughs> uh, for 20 bucks. Welcome to Hanwell for 15 Tactics 5, or V, however you want to pronounce it, Obsidian Brigade, 25 Bones, and then Neverlast for $10. All right, Christina, bring us to the top. What you got for your picks of this week? So surprisingly, I checked Shadows 2 Perfidia, Perfidia. I don't know. Like you said, who's naming these games? Um, it's a very spooky looking game. So it's a survival horror game inspired by classics like Penumbra. I like Penumbra. I never played it, but I watched people play it. Mm. And Layers of Fear, which I also watch people play. So I like horror games, but I think I just like watching other people play them. I think I need to start buying them and playing them uh, specifically around spooky time. So this one I'm going to add to the wish list for Halloween. And maybe play through it. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> that and Luigi's Mansion. Yes. But <laughs> and then next, of course, DC Universe Online. It's free. Why wouldn't I check that? Right? It is free. 100% free. Yeah. yeah I, I verified online. I did note. Uh, and have you played this game before at all? I haven't. No. Me either. I mean, it's DC. So it's like basically... I mean, they'll just be really moody and dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and brooding. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty big game. It's 24 gigs. Now, I have confirmed. I did look up online in their FAQ. Um, while it says join thousands of players online, there will only be as many players online as there will be on the Switch because there is no crossplay. They said the Nintendo Switch version is on a clean, new, optimized server for only Nintendo Switch players. I mean, that sounds exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> cool. Like, that's All thanks, right. I guess. Like, how to, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. And then there will be no transfer of your existing account. So it's a new account that you have to create. You can't you like link it or whatever, but it's just, you can't transfer characters. So for us, it doesn't matter because we didn't play. But who are you going to yeah. play as? You're going to create your own or you're just going to go Superman, Wonder Woman? I don't know. Probably Wonder Woman. I mean, come on. She's awesome. Yeah. But. I also really like Batman, so I, I just don't know. Maybe the Joker. Uh, nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'll give it a download <laughs> because, I don't know, it seems cool. It's free. I'll see if it's any good. My assumption is eh, probably not. But, <laughs> I mean. Now, is there multiplayer online for this one? It's massively multiplayer online. I'm like, okay, so can you play with a friend, like meet up with a friend or anything like that? Do you know? I would hope so. It's, so it's up to eight players online. Um, I'm imagining okay. you get into a, I mean, if I think of Warcraft as MMO, I'm imagining it's there. So maybe there's an overworld and you head out in a group. I'm not really sure though. Hmm. Yeah. You do get to explore Gotham Guess City. We'll find out. Metropolis, Titans See, that's, Island. That's what I like about games like this is just the exploration part of it. Hmm. And that's why I'm excited for it. And the fact that, you know, you can be a superhero. Yeah. Who doesn't want to do want that? that? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm on board for this one. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? And then the other one that I had checked was Subdivision Infinity DX because who doesn't want to explore outer space? Um, it's an intergalactic fighter and 
uh, exploration game. It it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks. You had this one checked too, right? Yeah. It looks super good. It's from Blowfish Games and Mistfly Games. Um, I know Blow Blowfish Games. They've they've made a, a a pretty pretty cool games in the past. Yeah, this game is right up my alley. Um, it is a space shooter. It looks awesome. <laughs> um, it's coming out for <laughs> it, you know it's a new release, so it hasn't been come out before. There's 40 missions. It's sort of in the vein of older NES games like um, Dyrus or Life Force or Guardian Legend. So like like Mass Effect style, Everspace, like kind of like a combination of all these different gameplays. That's uh, powered by Unreal 4. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried about load times, but we'll see what happens there. Mm. But it looks beautiful. Like the the videos and everything. It's a space shooter. Just like looks stunning. So I'm definitely yeah, just looking one. at it and watching the video. I had like Mass Effect vibes. Yeah. So that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely into that one. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This might be one of the bigger games that Blowfish um, publishes. So We'll definitely see mm-hmm. what happens there. But yeah, I also I put that on there. I also put um, hashtag or pound, pound, pound race. I run <laughs> whatever uh, that one is a, another high. It's a high speed racer, uh, which I'm into. I like games uh, in that vein. And the intricate part here is I'm hoping that is against these really intense because the, the, the gameplay had, or the video had really intense uh, soundtrack. So I'm hoping it's like that where it's really intense, like music oriented. And the the thing about this is that you have so many lives through the track in which you're racing. You're just racing against yourself to get to the end. But there's all of these barriers and sort of obstacles that get in your way. And that's what they, they say. It's like the die part. So you're racing, <laughs> but you're going to die a bunch. And the run is that you're trying to do the run of the level as fast as humanly possible. This game is on sale for free pre-purchase from $10 down to $5. So I might just pre- pick it up just because it's 50% off. And it's from Cubic Games as the publisher, and I like them. So give them the support on it. Uh, but that one does look good. And then I also put, I only put a single check mark on Turok 2 Seeds of Evil because I bought Turok 1 because I'm an idiot for $20. I'm not going to buy this for $20. The first one shouldn't have been $20, but... If you like Turok, it is literally the, the Turok game from, you know, N64. And the the first one played really well. And the game did not look great. I mean, it doesn't look great. It looks like a Nintendo 64 game. It's spot on. There's yeah. not really enhancements. And it's definitely Turok. So if you like that, it's Turok. Uh, yeah, when, when I was going through the list, I saw Turok. And I was like, oh, Mats is definitely going to have a check on this one. <laughs> Classic, classic. Just because you played it, but yeah, yeah. Um, I I debated also Pillars of Eternity. No, that was expensive. I mean, is this is this? It's very expensive. It's fifty dollars, and it reminds me a lot of uh, Diablo. Mm. So I'm I was thinking to myself, you know, if I'm gonna spend money on a game, I would pick probably Diablo over this. Yeah, but yeah, I'm having such a hard time right now. I'm on the Nintendo website and I'm trying to buy stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to click pre-purchase and it doesn't work i have to open everything in a new page i don't know so weird well that that seems like something they should fix (laughs) is not ideal (laughs) every every time i hear i'm gonna buy this right now i'm buying it as we speak ready three two uh, when i they let me buy it that will work that's good purchase but not pre-purchase oh okay oh i just bought it with paid gold coins Uh uh-oh did you want to do that I don't know. I mean, why not? 
it's free. Basically, it's free. <laughs> it's free money. We'll see. We'll see. I ju- then I just bought an. Then I just like hit buy, and then now it's on a white page. Is that good or is that bad? I don't know. That means it means something. I don't know. I want to use more gold. I'm not coins. sure if it's good or bad. I'm gonna buy. I mean, I'm also gonna buy Subdivision Infinity DX. You know why? Why? Because it's also on sale for twelve dollars. Okay. Oh. I've all. I'm now. I'm on another white page. I bought two games and I'm on a white page. Now let's see. Come on, Nintendo. Come on, Nintendo. Now let's see if I go to my home page. Get it together. Yeah, get your crap together. Let's go. Let's see. I'm on the home page on my Nintendo Switch, and it's thinking. Now that's just a black screen. Oh, oh, it's there. Uh oh. Okay. Okay, I purchased it. Oh, we made it. <laughs> you know what else? I also got, and you got a code, not for the Switch, but I found my code for Hamsterdam. Yeah. So I have that installed. Now I had an extra code because I told you that I was a Kickstarter backer. So I got codes for everything. Mm-hmm. So I gave you my Steam code. I'm excited to uh, ninjify being being a hamster and ninjifying everything. Yeah. So yeah, so I can report on it'd be interesting to see how you play on the on Steam. Like you could probably plug in your new controller that you'll talk about here in literally five seconds, I assume to the computer and then play it <laughs> the same as if you're on your Switch. But yeah, it'd be interesting Maybe. to see compare and contrast. You know, if I if I mention and see any glitches or anything, or if it's perfect, butter smooth on your computer. But let's get can, into we it. We can cross our experiences. Yeah, we can cross our experiences, and uh, let's do so. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, let's just talk about what you've been playing. I, cross- well, uh, I don't I don't know if I want to cross my experiences, but what have you been playing, no, Christina? What do you got? Cross check the different game experiences. Oh, okay, have. okay, I see. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this week I got a lovely package in the mail. Surprise, surprise. I got Mario Kart 8 and the new controller that we talked about last week. Just out of the blue. Wow. From my wonderful co-host. Wow. That's all Nintendo Dispatch making the big money, hooking it I up. Yes. So. <laughs> but yeah, I was very, very happy because like everybody knows that who listens to this. I love Mario Kart. Um, played it immediately, and like this game is so different than <laughs> Nintendo 64, but I love it. It's so great. I will say that uh, I was not aware of this when I first started playing, but there are assists, like steering assists and braking assists and things like that automatically enabled. So I practiced a lot with that on, not realizing it was a thing. And then I played with with you, Mots, and uh, you you told me how to turn it off, and it was a whole different game. Yes, that is the quirk yeah. of Mario Kart is there's all these different assists. There's a steering yeah. assist. There's like a boost assist and a bunch of other things. Most of them are off except for one. All of mine were on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's why I was having like a weird time adjusting. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I don't remember how if, if it if you like get through maybe 50 CC and then it turns off stuff or you just have to figure it out yourself. But I have everything turned off. So. Now that you've turned everything off, how do you feel about that? Well, I haven't been able to play since I turned it off in that the races that we did. Yeah. But I did fall off the track a few more times because we were I think we were at 150 cc. Yeah. Is that what we were racing at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just a big shock and and I had to like get used to actually braking and steering properly. Uh, I think I came in eighth place, which is very sad for me. Um, but you know, I just gotta practice, just gotta get used to it. Um, I do want to talk about though the chat experience I had. Sure. Because so we did the the app 
the phone app for Mario Kart, we we tried chatting through there. Now, I'm not sure if this is like an iOS thing. I tried looking it up. Um, I, I switched out my headphones a couple times, but I kept hearing myself. Mm. And it was in such a way that I had to talk a little bit, wait for me hearing myself to stop talking in my headset before I could continue talking again. So I felt so bad for you as I'm talking because I'm like, hey, Mats, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, like, that was how I was talking the whole time because I couldn't speak while hearing myself. It was a very weird thing. And I, like I said, I looked it up and I couldn't figure out anywhere online where they said anything about it. I mean, I just did a quick search. I didn't really research too in depth, but um, I'm curious if any other listeners have had an issue with this where they hear themselves. Um, and if you have, do you have an iPhone? Do you have a, a Google phone? Like what, what kind of phone do you have? I don't know if that's an issue, but. I have a Pixel 2 yeah. XL. Now I didn't have any issues on my end. And my buddy, Luke, I don't think he had any issues, but I know that they just, within the last few days, released an update mm-hmm. to the app. So I'm curious oh. if you have the update or you don't have the update. So maybe they broke something, hard to say. Um, so I would also look sure. at maybe the recent reviews too in the app store and see if people are complaining there would be a good thing to look at. I would say on my end, uh, it, it def- what, what version do you have? Do you know? Oh, gosh. Now, the question is most likely the iOS and the Android versions. Are they going to be the same? I hope I think so. They put publish them. Oh, so I have version 1.5.2. I have 1.5.2. That is correct. OK. All right. Well, hmm. I don't know what's going on then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Interesting. I'm looking at it here. I'm looking at notifications. So there's like a no- different notification yeah i checked the settings to see if there was something on but i couldn't find anything um like voice assist or anything like that that would cause any issues that caused the issues i had but who knows Hmm. if you scroll further enough down in the intellectual property notices you'll find my name somewhere (laughs) pretty sure oh really (laughs) should uh yeah so that's in there uh yeah there it is right there boop um, that's cool. Oh, that's all awesome. famous. I, I am relatively <laughs> famous. Nah, I mean, I just thought it was funny. They have to, you know, put those in there. But so what do you think of Mario Kart 8? How do you feel? Because you've never played it before. How do you feel? Well, I did play it previously at the Nintendo store in New York City. Yeah, but now you knew it. Now you own it, though. But it's not the same. Yes, but <laughs> I mean, I love the game. What's to hate about it? You know, it's. I feel like. It's the kind of game that when you have friends over, you can just hop on really quick and play, especially if you have two controllers like I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's fun to just like at night before bed, I'll just maybe go through a couple races just to practice. <laughs> I, I love the game. It's great. And I think having the assist, it makes sense for like younger kids. I was talking on Twitter uh, or someone tweeted at Nintendo Dispatch saying that I should give up on Porsche because it shouldn't be worth it. And then we started talking about Mario Kart a little bit. <laughs> and he said that it's great because, you know, he can play with his four-year-old. Yeah. And I can see why those assists are necessary in that situation. Um, but, you know, for someone like me who doesn't need something like that, I wish it wasn't automatically on or they had like a notice or something. That's it. Yeah, they should. That's the only issue I have with it. They that. should let you configure it when it first boots up. I never quite understood that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then the funny part too is we're playing, we're trying to play online, 
And I'm like, I'm in the game. And you're like, where do I go? And you're like, do I do this thing or that thing? I mean, it's, I remember I told you, yeah, I was like, multiplayer. Not a, not a great experience. It's not well thought out in any aspect. And they also, so they also have the two modes. They have multiplayer and then they have online. And then they have, there's another one where it seems like it would be online. It's just very confusing wording on the homepage or like the home screen, not homepage. <laughs> yeah, the home, but you found it <laughs> but, and we played and yeah, we figured it, it out. Worked. It worked. It works. Like I said last week, it works, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what else have you been playing? So I also played, you gave me homework assignment to play Tiny Metal Rumble and uh, there was one other demo I was supposed to play, but I did play Tiny Metal Rumble. Yes. I think it was the anime, the anime one that kill, I, I didn't get kill, to. Kill, kill. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was cute. It's definitely not my kind of game. No. <laughs> so Tiny Metal Rumble being like, it's like the turn-based strategy game, but I love the graphics of it. It's very like minimalistic. It's cute. Uh I just I'm terrible at games like that and I died very quickly. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to go play the second mission and then I died terribly and I was like I don't know if I like this game anymore. <laughs> so uh, I need to I need to give it another go. It, it got really difficult really fast. Uh so we'll see. Uh-huh. But yeah, the other demo homework is Kill La Kill. So you got to go install that demo. That's okay. the anime one. I have it installed. I have it installed. Okay. I just didn't get okay. to it. That's next all. Week, yep. Next week. Next week next week <laughs> all right uh yeah i mean i played mario kart 8 with you that was delectable and delicious mm-hmm. uh very very good i <laughs> we came in close and then i made you turn off all the assists and then we came in relatively close after that so that was quite fun <laughs> and yeah i'm glad we got things working I, i'll be interested if we play again and the headphone situation fixes itself somehow but um it is yeah if it is an issue we can always just hop on discord yeah yeah <laughs> Worst case, yeah. Yeah, worst case scenario. I mean, it is nice that it just does work, but I will say it is strange because how I play is I I have my... It's a weird scenario, right? Like, you were playing on your television. Is that correct or no? Yes, I was. So it's a weird situation. Regard If you're on your television, it's still a weird situation because... You have to be playing the game and then the audio comes out of somewhere, but then you also have to have a headset on to talk to the other person. So I literally have my headset on with off on one ear with another set of headphones so I can hear you in the other ear because that's what I did too. not great, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like if you're playing multiplayer, you should hear everything through your headphones. So really. Nintendo should just have chat in the game. Yes. Now there is a, (laughs) but there was a Hori adapter that came out a long time ago where you could plug into the USB port and the aux, and then it would combine things. It was very complicated and mix audio from multiple streams together. It was bananas, but, uh, that's too much. You know what I mean? That's unacceptable. That sounds way too complicated. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with this new <laughs> controller, which you haven't talked about yet, you if you're playing Fortnite or another <laughs> game that supports it, like Wolfenstein, you just plug in a headphone and mm-hmm. boom, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, when I wasn't using my headphones plugged into my phone to chat with you, I actually used my headphones plugged into my controller to listen to the game instead of having to go through my TV. Uh... 
Yeah, because I wanted to hear it the best I could. I wanted the best quality music experience from Mario Kart. There you go. Nice. <laughs> what do you think of the controller? Um, and that was great. So the controller, I will say, first off, it looks awesome. I love the camo design on it so much. And I'm not usually a camo person, mm. but I love like the shiny versus matte kind of like stealth <laughs> camo. Uh, my biggest pet peeve is those stupid buttons underneath. <laughs> yeah. Because as I'm playing Mario Kart, if I like squeeze the controller at all to like, or if I like try to maneuver my hands to like get the special ability or whatever to, um, to stop it from scrolling through, mm -hmm. I hit that button. If I hit the right one, if I squeeze too hard on the right side, it changes my perspective when I'm driving and really messes me up. And I think if I don't remember what happens if I hit the left side, but it equally messes me up. So I haven't used this controller in any other games yet. I've only used it in Mario Kart. But just those two little things, like accidentally hitting them, it's so easy to, to click on them. But if I take off the, the plastic piece on the back that is the button, it feels broken and it feels like it's not comfortable to hold at all. True. It is very strange when you do that on the back. I have att attempted to take it off too, and I feel like it's just a little odd. It just feels weird. It doesn't fit my hand right anymore. There's like this big chunk of plastic missing on the back. It's, I don't know. I really wish they just didn't have it, but I also wouldn't mind. And I think we talked about it the other day very briefly, but we know you can like remap the buttons. I need to look up and see if I can remap them to nothing. <laughs> Because that would be helpful. Like, just do nothing when I hit this button. <laughs> um, other than that, though, like, the buttons feel great. Um, I was able to compare it to... Um, I got a hold of Michael's Pro Controller, and I got to compare them very briefly. The buttons on here, they do require a little more to push down, just because they're bigger. They're they're higher off of the um, controller, so you got to push further. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's great. The The home button, I do like that the home button on the top right of the controller glows mm. has like a light behind it's like backlit. So that's nice. Um, yeah, I would say definitely worth 25 bucks. hundred percent. Just they that stupid button in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the, the back. I mean, I'm even reading reviews. Mm -hmm. People are 50, you know, 50, 50 on it. I think overall, like I said, the, the audio jack stuff totally works. That's really good. Yeah. The, Sounds the great. buttons are a little bit mashier, but not terrible. Like I still felt OK. You can clearly tell on the D-pad, right? You're not going to use this for like a fighting game. But for Mario Kart, I think it was just fine. Fortnite, it was just fine. I'm not good at Fortnite, so whatever. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was good. I do agree that the the paddles on the back take some time to get used to because I do grip. You know, I grip pretty, pretty firm. So right. Yeah. yeah. Especially in those intense, like you're right almost near the finish line and you're trying to race farther. So if you grip the controller tighter, you definitely go faster, yep. right? Right. That's how it I works. I believe so. But anyway, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> Subconsciously, it works for me. So that's what I do. And it's like, no, don't change my perspective. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, and I'll be, I'm trying, I looked everywhere. I went through the, the guidebook and everything like that to find if there was a way to turn off those buttons. I couldn't find it. So I'm going to read some more reviews, see what people say. Uh, but yeah, it'd be fun mm -hmm. for to write up a review, you know what I mean, and see what you think of it and, yeah. and put it on there. Yeah. I was reading this uh, Nintendad article and they gave it a five out of five. I wouldn't give it a five out of five, a solid three point five or four out of five. 
you know? I would say four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it has no rumble in it. That's the one thing we just noticed too. Oh, yes. That's correct. I forgot about that. I guess that's just not really that important to me, I don't think. I don't. The rumble. It's it's nice, but it's not like something noticeable, clearly, because we didn't even notice it. Yeah. I When I was playing Fortnite with it, I yeah. didn't even notice. And oh, rumble, <laughs> whatever. It's whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I've been playing. Yeah. So Mario Kart check uh, Fortnite season 10. Uh, you heard from Michael earlier about the craziness. I will also confirm that it is crazy uh, and just how they're doing the season. Battle pass is bananas. I don't quite understand it, but now I have to check it almost every day. Uh, but it's fun. The I did get to hop in a Mac and then that was OK. Like I'm pretty unnecessary, but they're fun <laughs> in the bigger battles, you know, so that's cool. And I've already bought my battle pass. I had enough credit from last season to uh, get all the stuff for this season. So I don't have to pay any money. And that was really good. I will also say that I did reach level 100 last season, which was great. Um, and uh, I play that means I played too much. That's what that means <laughs> in general. <laughs> No, it means you played just enough. just enough. The last week I got level 100 and I actually had to use some V bucks. I had enough V bucks to buy the new season battle pass and also to buy 10 tier or whatever. Like you can just buy 10 levels. So I bought in quote 10 levels with my extra V bucks that I had been awarded. So I didn't earn 100, but I did earn 90 out of 100 and then boosted to 100. So whatever. Uh, yeah. Nice. And then last night I went over to my buddy Jesse's house and we played some Sea of Thieves for a little bit. And then he owns Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So we played some co-op, which was super cool. Nice. Yeah, it was. Do you want it even more now? Uh, good question. <laughs> uh, I want it for 33% off. So, you know, I want it to be one of those deals. Gotcha. So the game, here's the quick hands-on we played for about an hour and a half or so and you play mm -hmm. in a team of four and you can move between all of them and customize your characters we were just at the beginning game looks very good it looks solid they went with a cell shading on it the voice acting is not official voice voice actors but everything has vo yeah. which is cool some of them are very good replicants of the real actors uh and some of them are bad but as to be expected <laughs> The gameplay is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's a, you know, dungeon s crawler, beat em up, crazy moves. Just, you know, the, the teamwork of pulling off ultimates are really fun. Uh, you can, you know, it could be like Deadpool and if I team up with other X-Men, then you get different boosts and things. So you're rewarded for collaborating, creating unique teams, which is really fun. Um, and I enjoy that a lot. And then you use your ultimate and that's really fun. Uh, the, you know, it's it just you're beating up a lot of people. We played on easy and that was definitely the way I would play because you don't really die and you <laughs> just get to beat up people and make your way through the story. So that was super duper fun. And you unlock, you know, characters as you go um, and they kind of join your team and then you can pick them and there's different leveling systems in it. So you can unlock more um, like different super moves for each character as you pl as you play them, you level them up. So um, they mm -hmm. unlock more abilities. There's some cooperative things you have to do together. Like, you know, the 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 puzzles and things are really stupid. You know, they're easy. But so it always when they introduce puzzles and they're easy, um, I just 
think to myself, why, why I've put this in? Just let me continue on through the game. But besides that, if you like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or you like Marvel at all, this has all the Marvel, like every Marvel character ever. Tons I didn't even know existed and Jesse knew all of them. But super duper fun. I really enjoyed it. And if you're on the fence and you're like, I have $60 to burn, I would recommend it. I would say it's very well put together, runs really smooth, loads really fast, looks really good, sounds pretty good, and it's fun to play. So I don't know if you can ask for more. Who did you play as? Deadpool, obviously. And Captain <laughs> America, my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also awesome. played. Well, it's definitely one of those games that's on my list of, of ones I want. So someday. <laughs> I, I think it needs to be. I think it is worthy of the $60 game. But I also mm-hmm. believe that. I don't know. I just there's so many other games. Everything is better with a sale. Everything is better with a sale. That's correct. So correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So, all right, that's it. That's everything I've been playing. I do, I do, I do have one more thing. Ooh, to say. What you got for me? Um, and is I'm going to speak for Michael here. I know that he has been playing Forager. Oh yes, a lot. Mm-hmm. He's liking it. Um, so I think possibly a review in the future. But just want to put out there, Michael likes a game. It's Forager. If people, you know, really like Michael's opinion on games, um. I know that for me, knowing him the way I do for him to really like something and play it as much as he is, it means it's very good. So I will probably be add- definitely be adding that to my wish list as nice. well. Loves Forager, still so, still yeah. hates Mario Kart. Classic Michael. No, he loves Mario Kart. <laughs> to be uh... doesn't love it. He no, he didn't say he hated it. That's okay. what it was. <laughs> All right, still to be determined. Oh, we will see how that goes. <laughs> well, thank you, Christina, for joining me once again on thank here you. being my amazing co-host this week. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Yeah, let us know um, what you're playing and how you feel about the Switch and how it's doing. And if you run running into any weird Nintendo Switch Online voice chat oddities, hit us up on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. Uh, Christina has the power to access that now, so she's tweeting away. You can, of course, go over to NintendoDispatch.com. You can subscribe, keep up to date, do all the things, click all the buttons, hit all the subscribe things. You know what to do. But I think it's going to do it for this week. Until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.